Yeah, whatever. I'll just throw the NFL on the TV and Dirk on the Alexa, and we'll call it good. Yeah, I'm probably. Oh, I damn think it. Maybe it. No, Alexa. Alexa's no. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the WCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, and Dustin Lindstrom. Welcome to episode six of the second season of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hello. And Rob Gilreath. Hello. This week we're going to discuss the Minnesota State Series, uh, the Joe Shawnar, which actually had Dallas Stewart, and I forget who it was from Minnesota State that they had on this morning. It's their play-by-play guy. I, I want to say Mike Sullivan. Not who's on TV, right? It's the radio guy. Yeah, it's their radio play-by-play, correct? Yeah. I think we can just call him some dude. Some dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Michigan Tech got a new recruit last week that we can talk about a little bit. And then we can look ahead to the series with Bemidji State. Anything big that I'm missing, guys? No. Got to actually play two games of hockey. Yeah, and we watched one not that long ago. <laughs> right, it just ended. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. All right, let's see. All right, before we take a break, I wanted to touch on two things. The first being the authentic jersey order, which will happen, but I'm still waiting on pricing. There's still time to show your interest in a cream, gold, white, or 100th season jersey. There's also a small chance that because of the size of the 100th season jersey that that one might be going through university images, even though I'm kind of fighting that. But I understand it's a lot of work for the team um, but hopefully we can figure out a way to not do that and, and not pay even more for jerseys since they're not going to do that for free. Uh, the other thing is Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tech Hockey Guide is how we fund things. We'll be doing a monthly Zoom chat with a special guest each month. As I said, monthly, blah, blah, blah. Our new guest, or our next guest, will be the former former Husky and current Youngstown Phantoms head coach, Brad Patterson. I actually took some classes with him back in college, so I, I know him pretty well. He's a good guy. Hopefully, we'll get a time pinned down here shortly, but we'll try and do that yet in December, and hopefully I can give you guys some info shortly. Well, let's see. If you sign up at the white level or above, which is just $2 a month, you'll be able to enjoy things like the Zoom chat. Uh, and I have a special shout out here on the podcast. Since the podcast started, we have also done extended versions of the podcast for our patrons at the black level or above, which starts at $5 a month. This level also includes an authentic jersey patch after you've given a total of $10. There's a couple other levels there that may or may not have something that you value, but uh, we kind of did that just for the heck of it. But uh, if you guys want to join and help support the podcast and the site and the Misfits in turn, because a lot of our extra money, if we have any, kind of goes to them. But 
basically the the money we have just goes to help support our equipment, which makes it easier for us, especially during COVID times, to still get together and chat. Uh, anything else you guys want to say on either of those or anything at all? No, you pretty much cover that end yeah. of, of things. So, Not that anybody really wants to give us this much money, but we got bored and Dustin had made a MCM logo. So we created a silver level, which is $25 a month. And with that, you get to see our unedited How the Sausage is Made podcast Zoom videos. <laughs> Not that anybody really wants to pay that much for that, but that's where we have it right now. We might... Uh, that's why Tim wears a hat, I guess. That's why I'm wearing a hat right now, yeah. <laughs> Mostly just get to watch us, watch Rob and me drink beer, and and that's about it. Uh, basically, the biggest thing you're going to get out of this is to see just how different what we record is versus what you hear because I spend way too much time on Tuesdays editing it down and cleaning it up. But the uh, videos, raw video, um, I have a feeling what I'll probably do here is bump that down to the $10 level to give those guys actually something of value for there because we have a couple people there and see if anybody else wants to bump up to that level. And we haven't had a new patron in a while, which is fine. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm not all that surprised and... We haven't really reached out to too many new sources for us to really pick up too many listeners, but we did learn this week that we have a listener in Harrison Watt, the play-by-play guy for Ferris State, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, we'll have hopefully have him on before we play Ferris State later on this year. They have some fun news that just came out themselves, right? Their goalie is going to be doing World Juniors. They'll be their first guy going to World Juniors from Ferris. Oh, that's awesome. I did not hear that. Yeah, he'll be the third guy. Take a peek at the Twitter post for it. It's pretty fantastic, actually. Nice. They they made a graphic that is uh, that is quality. I'll just leave it at that. Right. We'll search out the graphic for it at some we, point. We will make sure to <laughs> embed that in the uh, in the uh, liner notes when those come out later this week. But yeah, it'll be the first first player from Ferris to play at World Juniors, from what I understand. Are either of you guys ordering a jersey this round? I'll probably get the hundred year because I have all the other ones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 tempted to do it, but I have a bunch of jerseys already, and I barely wear them as it is. So I don't know. Dustin, maybe you should save your money and buy one of the game worn when they actually get auctioned. Maybe I'll do that because then you can still get one. Because other than whatever university images ends up selling for knockoffs, I gotta say that this is probably your only chance to get one other than those game warns because I don't think we're going to get enough interest again unless things blow up because they've already we, significantly blown up. Yeah, we have we have a ton of people already interested. Nobody's really holding back on or wanting to order that one. So I have a feeling this is a one and done and we won't get enough people and I honestly don't even know what the minimums are for that jersey. They could be relatively high in which case you know, like when I first asked about those jerseys, he's like, do you, do you understand how much the minimums are? I'm like, well, they used to be 25, but I have like 200 people that want this one. So I highly doubt your minimum's 200. So we're fine. (laughs) (laughs) And he was, I I could kind of like through the phone call, I could feel his eyes kind of bulge. Like, oh my God, you have that much interest. (laughs) But I know he's a little nervous about having to type in all my size number 
and name and all that stuff. Hopefully I can tell him that he doesn't, like, if it's going directly to Exclusive Pro, we can kind of sidestep that and I can just send them my list. So we'll see. Um, I still want right. to make t. I still want to make t-shirts. All right. So if you're out there listening right now and you would be interested in a Tech Hockey Guide made t-shirt that has the MCM logo on it that Dustin made. The MCM logo, yep. Maybe we'll get some mock-ups out there. But if you're out there listening right now and you would be interested in buying an MCM t-shirt that's got a probably, we'll probably put the slant THG on there too to like advertise for Tech Hockey Guide somewhere. So if you're interested in getting one of those, send us a tweet at Tech Hockey Guide or at Chasing Mac Pod so we can kind of hear that you're listening to this, the longest intro we've ever done, (laughs) which is all right. All right, so now that we got that out there, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor, and we'll come back and talk about Minnesota State. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. And we're back. So let's start talking about the Minnesota State series that happens Sunday, Monday, which is Monday ended. The game ended just a mere, what, two hours ago for us here as we record Monday night, shortly before my Minnesota United soccer team starts its game. So if there's a random hoop or holler or boo or crying sound on the podcast, it's related to that. Um. So Michigan Tech got outshot, what is it here, 70, 81 <laughs> to 30, 43, 81 to 43 on the weekend, well, the series didn't really happen on the weekend, but Michigan Tech outshot Minnesota State one of the five periods, and it was 10 to 9, oh no, two. Because they also outshot them the Two, third period today. Third, yeah. Um, I would say honestly that I thought on on a Saturday. I'm saying Saturday because I'm so used to the games being Friday, the, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, tech Tech outshot Minnesota State the first period Sunday and the third period Monday. But I will say that up until the five minute major Monday, I thought Tech played a really good first period again. Yeah, and I, I think things were pretty even, like maybe 12 to 8 for the shots towards Minnesota State, and then they kind of dominated that five-minute major. I, I'd have to go back and watch to see what the shots actually were when that five-minute major happened. And um, and there were some – I was just listening on the radio, not watching, but it sure sounded like there were some pretty strong scoring opportunities for Tech early in this, earlier in that game. There were two very, very good lead passes. Yeah. yeah. Michigan Tech definitely could have been up to nothing today if Dryden yep. McKay wasn't on his game, but he was. Yeah, there were there were two breakaways with real nice lead passes. I think mm-hmm. I want to say Bantle had one, and I can't remember who had the second one. Bantle had the first one, I think. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, there were two really nice passes behind uh, from the D up up through behind everybody and right in clean, very nice looking. So a couple of those go in, and maybe today's game goes a little bit differently. But no, Mankato definitely once they turned it on, um, it it, uh, it it didn't turn off <laughs> for a while. Yeah, it's it was crazy. We all knew how good Mankato is. They've been like this the last five six years i mean they're elite it it's you know the, the way that you're going to beat them is going to have to be like tech did on on sunday because you're not going to keep them down for an entire game you're just going to have to somehow hold them off well and i also think part of it for michigan tech is kind of what i predicted it last week was that Michigan Tech was going to take advantage of the fact that Minnesota State was a little rusty from not being able to practice as much as they wanted and only having had played one game going into this weekend. And that Michigan Tech did exactly what you would hope they would be able to do, and they scored a goal relatively early, and they scored another one in the second, and they got an empty netter uh, power play goal in the third. I think one of the best things you can take away from this weekend for Michigan Tech is that they held Minnesota State to one power play goal on nine chances, which included two five-minute majors. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Which, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about the majors right away or not, but I'm really tired of every single time the review happens that we get five minutes, it seems. And we, we've, taken, we've taken way too long to mention that Pretty much the only reason that Tech came away with the split is because Blake Pietala stood on his head Sunday. He was incredible. He was. That one pad save where he's like laying on the ground that they put in the video. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw it, we saw it with the high camera, it looks like an impressive save. And then they go down to the actual detail and you see that the puck's not on the ice. It's actually. At the raised, last second, he, he somehow raises his and, pad yeah, like and five inches to, like, off the ice and gets it. It's crazy. Yeah, it it, it definitely looks like when if you're watching like old Hashik flop videos, right? It's the similar style of well, I'm just gonna kick my leg up and I'll get this. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, okay. he definitely uh, is the reason <laughs> why we were able to pull off the win. There, it wasn't as much spectacular style saves tonight. He was just you know consistent. Which I mean is what you need to do, right? T- today, the, today's uh, the game was game, in no but... way his fault. I mean, he played no, excellent. No, not at all. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a this was an extremely solid weekend for the goaltending. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. Yeah, to give yeah, to, to give, give them three. a chance through a period and a half where he had faced twenty six shots roughly before he gave up a goal, basically. Yeah, and had killed a five minute major, like. He he's not the reason. If they had to put away one or two of those chances in the first period that they got, they I mean, might the, have been able to hang on and get a point or two yet, like the they mon- did Friday or on Sunday. Well, that's not conference, so it doesn't matter anyways, points wise. But the, well, it's just the way you talk about it because yeah, yeah, I I know. <laughs> yeah. the The fact that the shots were two to one in the first period is bad enough, but seventeen <laughs> to one is quite a ratio. Yeah. Uh, for the, I mean. We don't have to take the tech ratio and actually put it on the ice, right? Right. Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but then after after two periods of getting dominated, you go to the third where we're the ones with the uh, two-to-one shot ratio. So I don't know. 
even though it was a two to one, two nothing loss in the first two periods, were just not not too good tonight. Something happened in the third, and they picked it back up, and it looked decent for quite a while. Yeah, they showed some. They showed some fight. I mean, I was, right. while I was listening, I mean, there were several times that I was. I mean, I you can, you can always tell when listening to Dirk when he you know, he gets excited and you like. I could be on the other side of the room playing with the kid and be like, "Oh, something's happening." Yeah. <laughs> no, great. I actually, I, I actually it. usually really like when I listen to Dirk on a road game, but have the video feed on too, and I don't try and sync it up because Dirk's like thirty seconds ahead. So then, if I if I'm distracted with Joey, I can always when Dirk gets excited, I know I need to turn around and watch for a while. I stop mm-hmm. listening to what he's saying. Cause I don't necessarily want to know the goals coming, but I know it's a moment that I need to watch. And it's kind of a good way. Like maybe I'll try and sync it up. So he's only like five seconds ahead or something, but it, it usually works out better that way that I know he's, uh, that there's something to pay attention to because I'm distracted with the kid or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a good way to watch. Yeah, and as bad uh, as tonight looked or sounded, for the most part, it it was nice to see that they they didn't just roll over. They had they had fight at the end. It, it didn't result in any goals, obviously, but yeah, they had a lot of chances. They played hard. They didn't give up. I, mean, I think it shows a lot about the team. Obviously, we would like to see different results, but uh, it's good. I mean, it's good that they they bounced back in the third period. I agree. I, yeah, I, even I, like, made a point. I like seeing that fight. Yeah, me too. I, I really, I even replied to my own tweet saying something that like, I think there was three or four minutes left when they had doubled their shots through the first 40 minutes. And it was like, well, that's this is really nice that they're actually getting a chance. Now, granted, some of that might be that Minnesota State isn't pressing as hard because they're tired after playing you know, five periods in two days and they hadn't played in a while. And they have the two goal leads, so they don't need to press. But at the same time, they didn't tech didn't give up and kept pushing, and managed to get a bunch of shots on. I don't know what's going on with them, and second periods. I totally understand why, on in the first game that they were outshot seventeen to four in the third because they were up to nothing at that time, and tech tends to go into a shell a little bit in the third period if they have a goal a lead like that. That's just the way they play that they're not going to take any chances anymore because it's not worth it to them in in the eyes of Joe and everything else. Well, the other stat that I found pretty interesting on the weekend too is that the faceoffs were pretty much dead even. A lot of times when you know you tend to get outplayed that heavily, the faceoffs skew against you, right? But they were 27, 28 and like I think 31, 29 or something like that both nights. As, pretty much as dead even as you possibly get. Yeah, it looks like Tech actually draws. won face-offs today. Or yeah, I think Monday. They were, right. Yeah, that was the 31-29 one, and then the yep. day before was 27-28. Yep. So, you know, to go into the weekend and split the face-offs that evenly, I think, is a, is a good sign, too. I agree. And really, I mean, it, it was great in the third period to see them come back like that, but... Against a goalie like Dryden McKay, you can't give a a two goal head start like yeah, that he j- because he's the best. Sure. He's the best goalie in the country. He's not going to give up a two goal lead. I don't. I bet he's never given up a two goal lead in his career. I think. I think it's his sixteenth shutout. I don't know. If, I think that's what Dirk said at the end of the game today. Sixteenth shutout. He said. Didn't they have a? 
Didn't they have a lead in, well, how long has he been their goalie? He's a junior, so this is his third season. But was he the focus his freshman year? Yeah, I don't know I if forget. he was a starter his freshman year or not. His not fre- sure. Wasn't his freshman year the year that they had that uh, BU transfer? Yeah, the kid that Northern wanted and we got Packy instead, right? The what's I can't remember his name either. But Yeah, I don't remember. So he, he was like a 50% time his freshman year. Yeah, probably. So that's two. No, his freshman ago. year he only uh, – his freshman year he had 30, 34 uh, games, so – he pretty much played all his freshman oh, year too. He must have been everything. the year before that. Yeah, huh? thirty-four yeah. and thirty-seven are his, his two. So, yeah, uh-huh. he, he's been the he's been the starting goalie for the majority of the time. But his his goals against those two years has been one point one point seven six, then one three one is his goals against average for those first two years. So I mean, that's that's pretty well, decent for a goalie. Yeah, the kid's a stud. He's, oh, yeah, he's, he's really four, good. Four shutouts his freshman year and then ten shutouts last year. I mean, that's that's a credit to the team in front of him as well, of course, but his, that's His freshman that's year, he, the, the other goalie was Matthias Israelson from Northern. Okay, so it must have been the year before that they had the BU kid. Yeah. Or the year before that even, because I, I thought I looked and he was not, who I was thinking of was not there. Or was it the Connor Lacuvi? Is that it? Lacuve? Yeah, it probably was him. Yeah. Either way, I mean, he's got the the team he's got playing in front of him is is impressive, like always. So I'm I'm more than happy with coming out of it as a split this weekend. I didn't expect that, even though that was you know what you picked. What I picked. <laughs> it was a wishful pick. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it. There leaves a bit to be desired when we got dominated so heavily, but at the same time, getting dominated that heavily and not giving up goals and letting it get away, I think is a good thing. Killing two five-minute majors off in the weekend and not giving up any goals—that's decent, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of good things to take away from this weekend. I agree. I, we don't want to have to count on Blake Pietula stopping. 80-some shots on a weekend to get a split, but it's nice to see that he could do that. Right. And uh, I think, as Dustin said in our Slack chat, that we probably did find our number one goalie because I do think his performance overall was more impressive than uh, what... uh, I am never going to remember his name in my... Sinclair. Sinclair Sinclair. did the the previous series. Think of the the green brontosaurus. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. That might help me. Uh, the the refing this weekend was frustrating. I don't know how much we want to go into that, but the the refing was frustrating. Well, we're not going to get fined, so we can. Every every week in this league, the conference or the this conference, the refereeing is frustrating. Okay, before we go into how bad the refs are themselves, what are your guys' opinions on the disallowed goal from Sunday? The disallowed goal. Yeah. Um, if he blew the whistle. Ex- it has to not be a goal, which I think that's what ended up getting called. Whether blowing the whistle or not is the right call at that point, I don't know. Okay. They both go in. They both go in, in through the into the net. They don't hit Pietola. He's not. I don't think he's impeded by it at all. One, I don't know how it's not a penalty on us to start with. Our guy looks like he clearly pulls the guy down, and they both go into the net. 
after we pull him down. It should be interference anyways. If you ask me, that that should have been a penalty on us to start with. Well, I mean, taking away the the penalty aspect of it, it the whistle, in my opinion, absolutely should have been blown. We had this argument earlier in the chat with uh, you know some other people and the tech hockey guide. It's, in my opinion, when you have two players that are in the net, and I think when the whistle blew, there had been. You know, at least a second or a split second that it, it wasn't immediately when they hit the net, when the whistle blew. They gave it a little bit of time. And But when you have two players in the net like that, how are you going to expect that situation to play out where it's not going to affect the play of the goalie? And then also, if you don't have the whistle blown, the point that I made is you have two players that are going to be scrambling to trying to get up and get out of the net that are wearing skates and i think it's a safety hazard i, I and think a goalie a referee, that wants to stay in that general area right. he's not just going to move out of the way so they can get out it's i think it absolutely is a safety hazard that a referee should blow the whistle there so you can sort it out and you don't have you know players tangled up with you know it with skate blades and trying to both climb up and stand up at the same time and yeah it I, th- I think it's just a situation that the rule of thumb should be you blow the whistle. I think that's right, because on replay, I thought I saw one of the player's sticks. I thought it was the Minnesota State player, but it might have been our guy. Like, his stick ends up in the armpit of Piedela when he's trying to skate across, like, slide across the crease. And... I think Dustin's right that just having that pile in the net should be a whistle, even if the net didn't come off the moorings, because it's it's not going to get figured out. The only way you don't blow that whistle is if immediately Michigan Tech has the puck and they're clearing the zone and it doesn't matter. Like, But because it stayed in the zone and the offense is attacking, I think you blow the whistle and you get the face off. But to go back to Rob's point, I think, I think it should have been a penalty and it's a missed call and... Yeah, he gets, I mean, it it looks like to me like he's pretty clearly pulled down. Like to me, if the five-minute major on Sunday is a five-minute major, then that should have been a minor on that incident itself. I I don't understand the two majors this weekend at all (laughs) to jump to that. I think today, I think Monday's major makes more sense than Sunday's major. I agree completely. What happened today with the major is... Yeah, they they did they did the whole review to see if it's a major. Yeah, they reviewed it and they saw that it was a penalty because it was obviously a penalty. But in the review, the only option you, yeah, is to call a major. Only call a major. And yeah. so they saw and, that okay, well that's a penalty, so I guess we got to call a major. I think that is the the and that's why you got the process. major without the game. That's misconduct. why it was a major. Without and I don't a I don't really care for that as a rule, anyways. If if you go back and the coach cha- uses their challenge, why does it have to be a major? If you see that it's I don't get that. I don't. They're not. They shouldn't be going to review just anything because you can't challenge penalties, but you can challenge safety. I think is there is what they, the reason it was put in there, right? Right. If it is a dangerous hit, that is something that is challengeable, but you can't have them going out and challenging any kind of potential penalty. I think. I think the point is that if you're going to challenge, I think you could have, like, not that. 
soccer does a great job with this, but if you can if you can narrow it down to like the clear and obvious mistake, I don't really have a problem with them being able to call it a minor when it's something as obvious as a kneeing. The problem is is when you get into the questionable things where like like something that could happen 12 different times and they don't see it live, but because this one time the coach asked for a replay, they're going to call it because by the letter of the law that is tripping or, or hooking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't, you can't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can allow for replay for interference, but if it's something like checking from behind or kneeing where it's pretty obvious what uh, the penalty is, I don't think it should have to be a major, but I also understand why they don't. But then that's where the refs shouldn't be like, well, it is a penalty, but it's not a major. Well, then you can't call anything. Too bad. Like, then then, then what you do is the next time Tech, tech does something even close to being bad, they call, the, they call a minor to make up for it. That's where you make up a call, right? Like, that's the whole point. That's where the makeup call comes from. They miss something, they realize they missed it, and it's too late, and they call something else that's ticky-tack because they feel like they need to make up for it, and that's fine. I mean, we might be bitching about it, but when you realize you got away with one and then you get called for one that maybe shouldn't have been called, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, did you walk away too, Rob, or just muted or turn off your video? There you go. No, my video is just off. I'm trying to get uh, a power cord plugged in without talking while we do it. Okay. That's fair. Because <laughs> my am, laptop battery is about to die, so I have my wife help me. <laughs> I am going to have to refill at some point here. So Okay. <laughs> uh, go back to a previous discussion. I have found a game in which Dryden McKay gave up a three-goal lead. In is March? It, it was in March. This is going to be especially heart, especially heartbreaking for the Mankato fans, but it was against Providence in the NCAA tournament. That's kind of what my guess was going to be, <laughs> that it was in March, because I thought they had a big lead in yeah. playoffs they up 3-0 and in the first. They were up 3-0 in the first, and they lost 5-3, 6-3. Oh, he gave one up last year, too, to Bowling Green. They had a 2-0 lead. Man, my takes are really crappy today <laughs> oh and so that even would throw out your idea if you were going to add some qualifier of against the wcha team yeah or um not in the ncw tournament or something yeah they did it to Bowl- bowling green they had a two nothing lead and he gave up speaking of bowling green they did not have a great weekend i saw they lost to mercyhurst right yeah they split with mercyhurst Winning on the road and losing at home. Um, but I think somebody in our chat had watched the home game and said that it was a dominant performance, but they just didn't score. They outshot Mercyhurst 39-13 to and lost 2-1. to Ouch. And went 0-7 on familiar. the power play. I suppose now is a good time for us to talk about... Uh, flow hockey again another <laughs> that, another week some more complaining and that it sucks yeah dustin you're still not watching and that's because they can't figure out how to take your money yet well i haven't tried i haven't tried since the first weekend but part okay. of me was just like i'm not going i don't why should i try again like i tried yeah. to give them my money twice and 
and their website didn't work. And uh, I mean, it wasn't worth my time. I, I would rather just listen to Dirk anyways. I don't blame you. I mean, it's, it's not the best. At, well, I, I don't think it's worth the money and I'm, I, I don't feel bad. I mean, I feel bad saying it, but like the truth of the matter is, is as a member of the media, I don't have to pay for it as the, the basically the leader of tech hockey guide. I, I get it for free because I'm a member of the media in the WCHA. So that's a nice perk that I have, but at the same time, I will continue to complain to them on behalf of everybody else who is paying for this product that I see is clearly lacking for the price point. And that's my whole problem. Like, you want to do this for like $6 a month, fine. But at the price point you're charging, we should be getting a lot more. Like uh, Sunday night, I was not able to watch all of it live. I did manage to turn on and watch most of the third period. Thankfully, I did that because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten to watch any of it because I didn't have time today to watch it. And the replay was not available until Monday morning when on something like ESPN Plus, games are available within minutes of the game being over. Whereas this was an hour and a half after the game ended and a replay was still not available to me to watch which I find kind of pathetic in this day and age for, and it really does come down to for the price point you're paying. I don't even know what it is. What is it? 150 bucks for the year. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot more than I pay for ESPN plus. And I wish I had done a little more following up with Biddy to get a better feel for what NCHC TV does. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I thought they were quicker on the replays than, than this. But I do remember other people complaining last season about replays, but a more traditional game time, I haven't really needed to do replays because I just kind of watch the first period and then try and get my kid to bed during the first intermission and miss a little bit of the second period. And then I get to watch the end, and and that's been good enough on nights that I have her. But on nights I don't, it's a, you know, obviously I can watch whenever, but... I don't even think because of that series getting postponed, we haven't even had a game where I haven't had her yet. So <laughs> that doesn't help anything either in my figuring it out. Uh, I mean, I guess technically I wasn't supposed to have her this weekend, but I mean, uh, things change I, and life I'm, happens. I'm not great with like IT stuff, but it doesn't seem like it's a big stretch to expect that it, it's not that difficult to just automatically repost a recording of a game. That seems yeah, like something able that could to stream be automated, it. right? I have a feeling the deal is that the streaming function is separate from the replay function where I assume the reason that it's the way it is is because the school, when the game's done, the school has to upload the file again to flow to get the replay. That's what I'm guessing is the issue. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that process is. Instead of being once they send it to flow, it's already in the cloud and flow just needs to repost it from the beginning. That's kind of the sense that I get that that's the issue because it does seem like 
flow is passing most of the responsibility for everything to the teams. Like flow might be providing some of the graphics that help. Then what are we paying for? Well, we're paying so that the schools can make money. That's basically what it comes down to is half that's money is going to the schools so that they can make money. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the reason they choose flow is because flow tells them flows, giving them the best guarantees on getting profits. Whereas ESPN plus or something else is more about exposure. I can't help but admit that one of my most disappointing moments of this formation of the new CCHA is that they chose flow hockey because I don't, I don't find the value as a fan in the flow hockey, but much like choosing cable internet, we don't have a choice. We have to go with what they provide because that's the only way we can watch tech hockey unless I mean, honestly, we should probably find some nerd that can restream it for a bunch of us. <laughs> we have, I'm sure there's a tech geek out there somewhere that could uh, set up some pirated video or we could have some like party Zoom chat where I'm sharing my screen the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a disappointing product. The fact that you can't, there's no... I don't remember which provider it was, but the one whoever we had before Flow, you could pick multiple games and have like a split screen style watching. Yep. Flow doesn't support that at all, which is terrible. Yep. During regular, you know, scheduling where you have multiple games going on at once, it's fantastic to go ahead and and tile that up and watch four games at the same time. That's what I would typically do. Yeah, no, but now I, with Flow, you can't too. do it. You have to watch one game, and I, I even think if you try to watch a second stream with Flow, it yells at you because you're on a second login and you can't do I, it. I don't think it does because I think I've watched two different games. One on have you? One okay. on I. It might yell at you if you try and do it both on Roku or both on uh, Fire TV. But I have a Fire TV and a Roku in my living room and two TVs. You can do both. So okay. I think I can do one on each. And I think it's because it's the same IP address here. It's the same house. I think that's what they're... I yeah, don't that could be. If they're getting added to the same address and that's how they're picking out different sessions, that, that could be as well. I don't know what the app backend architecture looks like, to be honest. And I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that uh, bugs me about Flow compared to the previous one is I'm pretty sure you cannot pause flow. No, you cannot. You can't go back either. It's infuriating. If you if you pause flow and hit play, it just skips to live. Yeah, I don't like cuz like one of my favorite parts about having a streaming service like that is to be able to like during uh during the period break, pop back, look at a play, grab like a clip of it, yep. and then tweet out what it was and why the rules were applied in what such way like but yeah, I've written a couple of articles where I've looked at the rules and how they apply in situations where you can go back and grab a clip to see yep. what happens. And it's nice to be able to do that live when it's fresh in your mind, right? Right, when it's live or when people are when people are paying attention on Twitter too. Like, you know, you can yep. you, you slap out a little a little, you know, short gif on Twitter of it and it gets conversation going, you know, around what's happening. Whereas now I, I can't do it with flow. I haven't figured out a way to do it reliably to go back that far. And like you said, if you do pause it, you can't restart and stay in your spot. It's frustrating. I, I totally agree. I think the I do think the product they had before Flow was better because yeah, because the problem with Flow now, but... is they act like they're providing you all this content when 
all of it's but so it's niche irrelevant. that nobody cares yeah. about the rest of it. Like I think I've really I've literally watched maybe an hour of other coverage because like I think they have some really random like European stuff sometimes. So like when I was up in the middle of the night, I was watching something or like something in Australia, you know, I don't know. Like maybe some random rugby at like 2 a.m. just because there was something live sports to watch. But other than that, it would be great if they could find if there were the service probably doesn't exist, but it'd be great if they could get on some sort of hockey service that also has like KHL and Swedish Swedish league and stuff like that. So you can watch European professional teams. No, if, if it if flow hockey was somehow. Like I, I'm completely fine with that price point. If NCHC went there, and Hockey East went there, like basically, if you could watch everything but Big Ten on there, that's a perfectly fine price point because I can watch hockey all night, right? But I can't, so it's it's kind of pointless to me. And then you carve out another niche, like I don't. And then the fact that the NCHC, which is better hockey, is what eighty bucks a year, even if. Even if you don't get the additional functions that I'm complaining about, that you can't watch a replay right away or whatever, $80 is way different than $150. And nobody cares about gymnastics or, like, none of the hockey fans care about all the other products that you can get on Flow. You, well, they the just thing don't. is, too, that the content that comes in on Flow, if we weren't all D2 schools that are specific... You know, we're, we're playing hockey at a D1 level, so there's no other sports that seem to be covered on Flow, right? Are there? Can we watch any other tech sports on Flow? I don't know you if you can. I don't right? know. I thought they did use Flow for everything. I don't know the answer to that. I think the ba- I don't know if basketball streamed a different way. I don't know. I never got I never got past the home page, so. But it's so many other sports that I frankly don't care about. I'm paying a whole bunch of money, and. I'm gonna pay money to watch tech hockey either way because I'm going to. That's it's it's you know it's a problem we all know we have. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I tried so, to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I have never looked at anything else there at all. I I I don't. Simply don't use it for anything but tech hockey. I don't know. Uh, let's see what this says. Well, the full replay is up uh, up already. For today? Yeah. Are you sure it's today's? No. <laughs> <laughs> it Our... is not. It's yesterday's. Okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like Galiac is through something called Presto Sports. So, no, they are okay. not the same. Yeah, so it's – there's just – there's there's not enough content on there for me to want to watch this at all. All right, I'm going to no. go look and I'm going to go look at Flow Sports and see what else is on Flow Sports and see if there's anything remotely interesting. There's ECHL which I'm looking at just hockey stuff now cuz somehow I'm in I, Okay, there's, well, there's Flow e- Okay, ECHL there's limit I mean there's some value in ECHL. I could see like, Basically oh, the value there is it's a Thursday night and there's nothing else on. I'm going to watch a random ECHL game so I can watch sports. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but, I want to watch hockey. I could I could <laughs> see like oh there's a you know there's a tech alum that's playing. Oh, I'll throw it on because there's nothing else on. Yeah. But that's Part of about the problem it. is is it's kind of hard to figure out what's on there cuz it's not like the ECHL isn't happening right now. 
okay, and they don't I do a good here. job of kind of explaining what's all there. Well, this isn't right. I mean, they, they have a list of logos of their partners, and it's like the NCAA, Big Ten, Big 12, NBA. Obviously, they're not showing NBA games. Well, so like at one point, Flow Sports had the contract to broadcast the new Cincinnati MLS team, which I was like, okay. sweet, I can watch random MLS games. Well, they, they geotagged it, so it was only a local broadcast. So you had to pay $150 a year to watch your local team play, but you had to live within the region to watch it. It was messed up. Yeah. Well, and then looking at the like the list of their <laughs> their their like events and sports Sport? that they they offer. Uh, scroll it, to the scroll to the bottom. When it, scroll to the bottom. When it starts, and look at the bottom left. When it starts with <laughs> wrestling, grappling, racing, marching, track, cycling, mile split, varsity oh, it TV, get, it gets, it gets and better. bowling. No, no. Those are the first. The bottom nine. is. I'm looking at some stuff I can watch, and um, coming up in it looks like dirt and dirt in January. No, that's completed. Where is it? Here we go. I like dirt and in, dirt. In uh, in <laughs> there is on the schedule. It's for June nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I can listen to the Barbershop Harmony Society International Convention, and I can watch Barbershop Quartets with my Flow account. Oh boy. There is a there is a voice session. Basically, they have pooled all of this content together, and they're like, you know what? You all have these tiny niches that you aren't going to get anywhere else. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm glad it's out there for this type of, for any of these kind of contents. It's better than it's, nothing. It's better than nothing, but the price point is pathetic. It really yeah, is. It's it's really high. And we're at 51 minutes, so I think it's time we move on to the rest of our discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flow makes us mad. You can edit it to that, and we'll be good. <laughs> Should we just be done with the podcast? We don't even need to talk about... I I guess it's fine that we're at 52 minutes, because I didn't really get anything out of the Joe Sean hour that was worth really discussing. Did you guys have anything? I listened to it beforehand, and yeah, uh, eh, not really. It was it was interesting to hear a different voice besides Joe's. Hopefully, Joe's feeling better, right? Yeah, I suppose we could talk about that. It is kind of funny that they talked about him being under the weather, weather, but it's not COVID when it's like 2020, and I'm I'm guessing they really don't know unless they know it's like strep throat or something. Like even then, right. I st- there's still no guarantee that it's not both, uh, but. Yeah, the, the I guess the biggest thing was that he's under the weather, so he wasn't even on the show this morning, and they had Dallas, and I thought Dallas had a perfectly fine conversation, but there was nothing really to talk about from it. Yeah. And I, honestly, it was really nice that Dirk took 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was, and talked to the play-by-play guy for Minnesota State. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was neat, too. I... Uh, a little different, kind of like how we're trying to change it up. Well, when you have, I imagine he was in town to actually do the game, right? I assume so. You know, so when when you when you get the opportunity with a, a series being Saturday or Sunday Monday like that, right? There's folks in town you can you can kind of talk to. I thought that was pretty neat though too. I like hearing that other side perspective. You know, that's one of the reasons I enjoy when we have guests on. We can talk to somebody that has a a little bit of a non-homer view from us, right? It's, right. it's always good to to hear and see what what they're seeing. So yeah, it's kind of neat. I liked it. Even though I think Dirk is pretty good at not being a homer. 
Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think he's one of the better ones that he's certainly not afraid to say that we got away with something when we don't get called for a penalty he thinks for we should sure. have and all that. Yep. So Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh let's see. So then the last thing or second to last thing is we got a commitment last week from Rylan Mosley, Mosley, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but he actually played for the same he played for the same junior team as Thorne came from. Hey, if if he picks up and, and, and gets going as quickly as Thorne has this year, I'd be more yeah. than happy with recruiting more out of that league, to be honest. Well, and he was. Thorne's looking pretty good. Thorne is looking pretty good. I think, honestly, probably one of the biggest surprises is how quickly he's adjusted and found his place as basically a top four defenseman already, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. He's He's been doing really well. So anyway, our new guy, Mosley, so uh, last year he was the an all oh, he was on the All-Star team for the World Junior A Challenge, which uh, is usually a place that you find some of the best Canadian kids playing that aren't like major junior kids. They're a little bit younger age bracket than major junior, but it it's really a place that you can find some quality talent that's going to go to college is basically what it comes a lot of those kids go to college or end up in major junior as their next step so he was an all-star in that event i believe you know we've had some players play in that before such as mitch rinky played in that event uh which is one of the few times we actually he we actually had an american play in that event let me look here quick let me throw out some names and you tell me yes or no <laughs> Ryan Angelo. F- uh no. Jordan Foote. Uh hang on. I don't think so. You're going back too far, I think, for that event. Well, it's gotta be challenging. Okay. <laughs> no, like I don't know if that event existed. No, it didn't that far. didn't exist then. Okay. Yeah. Uh so the furthest back I have is a player who was a freshman in twenty thirteen. 2013. Yeah, that was too far back then. Uh, and I thought we had some more recently than that. There's yeah. So Mitch Rinky. This might be this might be the wrong time frame too. But Milos Gordic. Uh no, I think that's the proper time frame. But he's not on here. Uh, okay. Uh the the furthest back player freshman 2013 was Mike Neville. And then the other two players I have shown here, and I thought we had more. Maybe problem is one of them was, um, well, no, that goes back too far, too, so I don't know. But Alex Gillies and Dane Burks both played in that event back in 2013. And I feel like we had somebody more, like, uh, somebody else in here, but then it's Mitch Renke in... I mean, and maybe that maybe the point is that the other thing I did was I would go through these teams every year and see who's playing in them that's not committed and look at them as targets for us. Um, and then maybe that's why I have other names in my head that aren't showing up here. Or maybe I haven't done my job for a couple of years of actually updating this properly. Uh, that's also possible because it gets hard to keep track of all the things I'm doing that I only do periodically. <laughs> but yeah, we got a new recruit. He was actually one of the all-stars 
or I don't even know if they call them all-stars, but he was one of the, yeah, he was a first first team all-star for the league last year, along with Thorne and their goalie was also on there. He had the most assists of anybody in the league this last year. He put up, let me get the whole league. He had 81 points, 23 goals, and 58 assists last year for Carlton Place. And that was good for second most points in the league where Brett Thorne was fourth. From everything you see, the fact that there have been some good players that have come out of this league, especially the guys who are up top here putting up, you know, the 80 points in a season types. I think I think maybe the most impressive thing about Mosley is the fact that he managed to get 58 assists without having a line mate that put up 30 some goals you know like there's nobody well he's got two teammates three teammates that had 27 28 and 28 goals which were good for ninth 10th and 11th in the league so I think it's I think it's a good sign that he put up 58 points and probably spread that around a couple of those guys and didn't it's not like he had Crosby as his line mate getting 50 goals and he's just giving him passes and Crosby's doing most of the work kind of thing. You know, Basically, I think it's he's not Ryan Duncan. No, he's a playing with right, Oshie and Taves. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a teammate. Like he's probably the one setting up these goals versus a guy that's benefiting from somebody else that can create their own shot. Um but he's 5'11", looks like he's listed as the left wing, born in 2000, so he's definitely coming in next year. Um, and that might be what you might look at as the biggest question mark, is he is a little bit older, so maybe he uh, should be doing better. And But it looks like he's supposed to be playing at Carlton Place again, unlike some of the other recruits that we have uh, that were in Canada that they have... Uh, basically gone to America to get games because of rules in Ontario preventing, what is it, no Czech hockey right now for junior hockey in, in Ontario. So, I don't know. I, I'm happy to see them pick up a guy like this because I think, I'm sure some of it is raving reviews and they, I, I, I think the one thing I like most about this commitment is it feels like they have a new connection somewhere that might be promising long term. Because if they can get a guy, another guy out of that league from that team that can produce like Thorne did or is already, like I feel like that's that's a good connection. I, I don't know what it is about that area. I haven't looked. I mean, I thought we kind of looked into like the coach, but who knows what kind of connection Joe or or anybody has to that team that you can look at it and figure out why, you know, what connection there is that Michigan Tech is gotten a couple pretty highly touted guys from that team I guess but you look at um, the other thing I just looked at is the leading scorer last year is committed to Western so I think that says a decent amount about where everything's at Jason Clark is the head coach does that ring a bell nope he's just been at Carlton Place for a long time and Mark LaFleur, 
doesn't. Sound yeah, like. I don't know what I don't know what connection we've got out there to that league at all. To be honest, I'm I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you. So the the assistant coach out there, who's new this year, played at Bemidji State as a D two player. Uh, so that doesn't. Unless Joe has some connection to playing against him or something, I don't know. And the other coach is also just a Carlton Place guy. So, no, it's it's not really any direct connection unless it's some other, like, random relationship. Or maybe it's just a matter of Joe has some friend that's able to scout this league for him. You know, like... Or we have some alumni up there that are feeding scouting information because they're able to go. I don't know, but it's it's definitely a good. It seems like a good link up so far. And if if the next guy can be anything like Thorne has been, even though it's only been four games so far for us to to critique Thorne, but Thorne looks like he's a really good get after four games. So if this guy can be anything close to Thorne going forward, that's that's pretty great. So on to Bemidji State, it's another series where we've got some games under our belt and they haven't played since they played Minnesota State. Yeah, they lost one game, I want to say 5 nothing, something like that, right? Yep. They so. have literally played one game, lost 5 nothing, and then they had other games with Northern canceled, right? Yep, I believe that's correct. And then I don't know, were they supposed to play somebody this weekend? I don't know. Hold on, I'll tell you. So they've gotten beat by Mankato worse than we got beat by Mankato. Oh, definitely. And right out the gate. You know what? One thing I'm I'm looking forward to when it comes to being the CCHA again, to be honest, is just not having to scroll down CHN's page, the WCHA, to find our our standings to click on teams. Because we'll be back, we'll be near the top with the CCHA as the league name. Yeah, we yeah. should we should have definitely chosen a league name that has, starts with A and not <laughs> and, bef- and before Atlantic Hockey. I'm okay with scrolling past one league. It's scrolling all the way to the bottom. That's just so tenuous. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that um, Big Ten was probably happy that they got themselves closer to the top now. Oh, that's actually kind of annoying. Uh, college hockey, rather than putting like postponed or canceled, they just whack the schedule. So I, I don't know. Looking at college hockey news. Oh, I was trying to look at our. Game. I was trying to look at the press releases. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll look at college. I look at the USCHO instead and see if they've put a postponed or a canceled or something like that. But yeah, college hockey news just dropped the schedule to only show the games that's been played. Oh, so Bemidji State got rescheduled for like two weekends from now. It looks like. And that's it. So maybe they weren't supposed to play this weekend. I don't know why. Why they would have not had series for a while here. I don't know what's going on with them. And maybe it's just a matter of they're not willing to travel anywhere. I think they're basically... Because it looks like... Like what is on their schedule for non-conference, Rob? I'm looking here. It's it's slow-loading. They just have Minnesota State. That's it from what is up here. So um, they don't show anything else. 
But I, like, are they supposed? Who are they supposed they to have, play? Anybody they have no after non-conference tech? at all? Uh, after us, they're supposed to play Minnesota State again. Okay. Like yeah. So week. they just probably didn't feel comfortable. And it's another really weird times one too, right? We're doing it uh, five p.m. So and two p.m. or something Eastern. Yeah, four four o'clock Central, two o'clock Central. So oh, four five. So and five five, five and three, and three okay. Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that on a Saturday afternoon. Is it? Is it? Oh, it's Saturday it's, Sunday. It's a, it's a Saturday Sunday games. Why yeah. are they trying to go against like NFL? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it matters. I guess it's just to get people uh, aren't. You, you don't necessarily need to be there, and you can watch the replay later, right? You know, yeah, on later, Monday. But, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I'll just throw the NFL on the TV and Dirk on the Alexa, and we'll call it good. Yeah, I'm probably. Oh, damn I think it. maybe it. No Alexa. Alexa's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's our cold open right there. Damn it, Alexa, no. <laughs> so, to wrap up. I don't think there's really much to say about Bemidji because we don't really have any. We have one game tape to go back and watch if we wanted to, but we haven't. And but Flo probably hasn't posted it yet, so <sighs> no, it's there because it's the. <laughs> it was like one of the things that popped up when I tried to find the game I actually wanted to watch yesterday. Um, so what do we think is going to happen this weekend in Bemidji? Well, I'm just going to do the little bit of math five. Mankato goals against them, and we managed to split with Mankato. I'm going to go for a sweep. That's that's, and they haven't had a chance to play much either, right? So hopefully they're still rusty. <laughs> I'm going with a sweep. I'm going to be optimistic after this. Well, that's weekend. pretty bold that you're going to pick a Bemidji sweep. I think I might pick a Tech sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Smartass. <laughs> um. So what are you picking, Dustin? Seriously? No, seriously, I think I'm going to say split. Split? I'm going to agree with Rob again and take the tech sweep because whatever. I I still like this team even if they're not scoring and maybe Bemidji will be the ones that they're finally able to to break the seal and actually put up a decent number of goals that don't include any empty netters. But that's the thing. Bemidji's, Bemidji's not the team to break out of a scoring slump against. Bemidji is a... Traditionally solid defensive team. They are traditionally until, solid. Until their only game this year where they got five rung up on them. But that was Mankato. Against Mankato. Against yeah. Mankato. And also, Mankato can put up five against anybody any day of the week. And it, it, Not us this weekend. Yes. <laughs> they very easily could have. I mean, No, I'm not saying they couldn't have. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I agree with you. They probably should have, but our goalie was a stud. Anyway, the I I don't know. I think maybe Bemidji State might be well. Who knows what's going to happen? The, I guess the biggest difference between Mankato and Bemidji State is the fact that Bemidji State should have been practicing this whole time because we haven't heard anything. Although, granted, there were no games to yeah, cancel, think... so maybe they did have an outbreak and they didn't have to say anything directly because they haven't had to postpone any games. But if they've been practicing, maybe that is better. But since Dustin took the the split, I, I it's not like I need to be contrarian because I'm certainly not taking a Bemidji sweep. So I think I'll take the Tech sweep. I'll take because I like the Bemidji sweep if you want me to. Okay, take the Bemidji sweep. <laughs> okay, Bemidji sweep. I'll take a Bemidji take, sweep and you can have a split. 
I'll take the split with Tech once again winning the first game and losing the second one when Bemidji gets their legs, I think. Because the other thing to think about, too, is Tech will be a day short of rest, whereas Bemidji State will have plenty of rest, and they'll have the ability to change more of their roster than Tech can on the weekend. Tech will only be able to make one change. That doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we're done, huh? Is this the time that we get to complain about the fact that Bemidji's games aren't on public TV in Minnesota anymore, so we can't watch this weekend? That you can't watch this weekend? The rest of us pay, or the rest of us have access to watch? Yeah, yeah. normally this would be the weekend that I could go and watch Bemidji games, but nope. And if there was ever a year for them to still have that, this would be a good one. This would be good. It was so convenient. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Patrons that are black level or above receive an authentic MTU jersey patch and access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. This week, our patrons will enjoy a lovely discussion about Alexa and smart homes, <laughs> including many <We're> different <laughs> applications of smart switches and plugs. And a little lesson in whether or not we can turn our lights off, which you won't be able to see because it's uh, audio form, unless you know you want to pay, pay the for the twenty dollars a month or twenty five dollars a month. I bet you're just dying to give us that money right now, right? Patrons at our white level above get access to a monthly Zoom chat featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, and more to come, including former Husky Brad Patterson. Follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. Tech Hockey Guide is uh, working on an authentic MTU jersey order with the addition of the new 100th season jersey. Maybe someday we'll actually get to see that in game action. I don't know what's going on there. If you're interested in buying an authentic jersey, check out jerseys.techhockeyguide.com. Uh, you can submit questions through our email address, chasingmac at techhockeyguide.com, or send a voice message directly at anchor.fm slash chasing mac pod don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple google spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know and we'll make it happen the more you rate review and share the more people we can reach so tell your friends as always special thanks to mitch lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint doc mcresin for his generous donation to get this thing running we hope you enjoy also, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the ba- uh, thank you notes.bandcamp.com.